the sheep getting loose in the nurses' quarters out of Richmond. I mean, that was just <laughs> <laughs> and a bunch of you know, and there's three Kiwi because there were three of us who were Kiwis running around trying to get the, the sheep. And the Aussie, the Aussie nurse sitting to go, you guys are mad. Hello and welcome to a Nurse Out Where podcast. My name is Danielle Corza and I have been a rural and remote nurse for most of my career. I created this podcast as an opportunity to explore and celebrate and perhaps spark some interest in rural and remote nursing. Each week we will meet with some of the extraordinary nurses who live and work in rural and remote areas across Australia as they tell their story about all that is beautiful and unique to rural and remote nursing. So join with me as we explore the stories from a nurse out where. Hi everyone, welcome to the next episode of a nurse out where. Now my next guest is a Kiwi nurse and she came over for a holiday back in 1992 and then decided to stay. Um, her qualifications only transferred over to an enrolled nurse and so it took her a few years to get herself into gear and to eventually do her bachelor's degree. Uh, she's nursed in the spinal unit in Brisbane uh, in out Western Queensland out in Richmond where she worked for a year and she says she met some fabulous people out there that she still remains in contact with. She had 20 something years in anaesthetics and then post degree went into emergency at the Townsville University Hospital where she did five years um, in acute pain also. And then of course the pandemic hit. So during a secondment to the professional nursing and midwifery services, uh, she says she worked some of the most challenging time of her career in a testing station, or she prefers to call it the sauna station. And then she went on to Palm Island where she met some of the most beautiful people. And uh, she's now working in cardiac research, uh, but she often says she daydreams about her work out in Richmond and Palm Island as some of the most fun and frightening times of her career. She said she's married to a very understanding man, Rick, and she's got a couple of twin boys and they turned 16 this year, but she still remains an ocean girl who'll dehydrate if she doesn't live, go near the ocean for too long. <laughs> she says that Richmond was a test to that. She's completed her graduate certificate in healthcare management and is considering moving on to doing her master's and her passion is education, particularly of younger nurses, so that they're able to continue in their career and not stress about the challenging and complex work that we do. When asked why become a nurse, she says it seemed like a good idea at the time. Welcome, Tiki Baker-Pearson. How are you, Tiki? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm really good, really <laughs> good. I'm so glad to, to be able to share your story. We um, we had some exceptional times over on Palm together and, we and did, in PNMS. Yes. So, yeah, it, uh, I'm sure we've got lots of stories to tell. Mm. That, that bio makes me sound much more interesting than I actually am. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's got a story to tell and everybody's interesting in their own right. Come on, you know this. <laughs> so as you know, the podcast is called A Nurse Out Where. So from yep. your perspective, can you finish the sentence, I'm a nurse out where? I'm a nurse out where things happen that you don't think were going to happen. You uh, have to adjust quickly rapidly and sometimes sometimes not not where you thought you were going to have to adjust your your practice to so okay. it's every every situation every job and I apologize my dog's barking <laughs> every, every are they okay 
<laughs> are the puppies okay? The puppy, the puppies are fine. They're just like let, let us in, let us in. Joining um, in. <laughs> yeah, I think I think every job and every situation and every person is different, and not just the patients, the clients, and the family members we come in contact with, but every every person you work with is different and everyone has a story you're right everyone does have a story and some of the stories are really sad some are hilarious some are absolutely terrifying and I think you learn something new every day with nursing and whether or not it's something that you carry with you afterwards that's that might not be the case but you you do you learn something new every day sometimes it's good sometimes it's bad so maybe that's where I am a nurse out where I'm learning something new every day I mean I'm, I'm a cranky old old nurse now <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing my nursing training and sister Shallard turned 50 and she got really angry because we made her a cake and I turned 53 years ago and I actually understand now it's making me a cake for so it's it's all about the, the changes I've seen in nursing in the 30 years that I've been doing it. Um, it's, it's interesting. It's really interesting. But, yeah, I think, I think my thing as a nurse out where I learn something new every day. Yeah, that's cool. That's very cool. And I think, you know, while, while ever you're learning, you're growing professionally, mm. personally, all of those yep. things. And that, that's important. You know, mm. it, it's what it makes you get up and go the next day. I think um, everybody, you can learn something from somebody, um, be it good, bad or indifferent. Uh, some people's opinions I may not necessarily agree with, but that's their opinion. And I've had to, you know, go, okay, right, you know, you may not like this form of treatment. Um, I understand it is your choice. We have this wonderful thing called free will. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And some of the people I've come across, like Palm Island, um, I was in Townsville when the Palm Island riots happened many years ago now. Yep. And my perception of what Palm Island was, was a very negative, scary, you know, such a scary place. And you had this sort of vision of it. Oh, you can't go over there and work. Only, only really brave nurses go over there. Cause, and yet I found the total opposite. And you probably did too. They were some of the most accepting, kind, compassionate people who had been through a hell of a lot and the history of that island after I went over there I started reading up about it and the things I learned about the history of the people and on that island it's, it's no wonder that they felt maligned and underappreciated and undervalued and yet during that pandemic time as you're aware it was it was in the middle of summer Mm -hmm. in North Queensland and for those people who have never been in North Queensland in the middle of summer yeah it's it's a sauna all right <laughs> <laughs> and we're in full PPE and in doing community swabbing um because and people were walking kilometers in 43 degree heat because there's no there's no bus service on Palm Island so the people knew that we would be out in these certain spots and they would walk as a family to come and get tested and, and I was really quite shocked that they all everyone sat there they waited they were patient there was you know horses and dogs <laughs> which was interesting um and it was stinking hot and one of the little one of the ladies said to me sister because I ended up with the nickname Kiwi Sis. Kiwi Sis, 
you look hot kiwi sis do you want do you want a drink and she came and she said i'll give you a beer (laughs) i can't have it and she goes i'll drink it for you sis (laughs) (laughs) it was tempting it was hot um (laughs) but they were some of the nicest kindest people i've ever come across and just are you okay sis you know do you need a seat you know we we can wait you have a break you have a drink and that was that was a bit of a shock, especially going from the big testing station here in Townsville where people were yelling and screaming at you that they'd had to wait in their air-conditioned cars. Yeah. The the difference, I think, was just, yeah, it was it was probably the most beautiful time I've actually had nursing out on Palm and the view. Oh god, the view. <laughs> oh, the view is incredible. The hospital's right on the beach. It's absolutely stunning. Only problem is you can't swim because of the jellyfish and the crocodile. True. <laughs> you know, True. Small yeah. things, small Although things. some of the kids would. Some people oh, yeah. would get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I don't know how many times I was tried to be bribed with crayfish. Um, to <laughs> just, I need to go out. I need to go out. Give me a cray. I'll give you a crayfish. And I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> I said to one guy, show me the crayfish. <laughs> crayfish. <laughs> yeah, no. So yeah, but no, they were beautiful. I loved, I loved Palm, but it was, it was a big. I I'd worked so many years in a public hospital that had electronic charting systems, and and we come to a place that doesn't have that. That, um, when we were running low on swabs, you can't just say, "Oh, we'll just get some from the stores." Yep. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. yeah, it was a logistical nightmare, but at the same time, a lot of fun. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you said you started off in, you know, you're a Kiwi. We we won't hold that against you. But Uh, you started off in New Zealand and then you came to Australia. Why why Australia and why go remote? Well, I just, I wanted a holiday, to be honest. Right. (laughs) I'd had a, uh, I'd had like, few years working and I just wanted a holiday I hadn't had a holiday for a very long time so I'd always heard of this place called Brisbane um expo had been on you know a few years beforehand and I came to Brisbane and yeah just decided oh well I sort of ran out of money fairly quickly and had to get back to work and I worked in the spinal unit got a job in the spinal unit down in Brisbane and that was a real that that was a great job and I've I met one of my dearest friends who I'm still very close with, um, he was a patient there and he fortunately doesn't live too far away. So we often catch up. He's like, he's like, he's like a brother that you, that you never knew you had. And yeah. his whole family were just lovely. And then I met my husband. <laughs> Only at that, at that stage he was, he was I, I saw him, he had no shirt on, he was wearing a, sh- wearing a pair of shorts, fixing his mother's fence, and I thought, ooh, that's that's <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and we were dating for about six months, and he was he was in the army, and they offered me, like I put out that I wanted to do some rural nursing, because I'm from a small country town in New Zealand, yep. and I've always always liked working in a small small area. And they said, oh, Richmond's an hour and a half from Townsville. They forgot to tell me that was flying time. So I drove from town, from Brisbane to Richmond in my little Suzuki Sierra. <laughs> oh, yeah. And 
you know, most New Zealanders know how big Australia is, but it doesn't look that far on the map. That was that was that was I drove drove drove. And out in Richmond, I met some of the most amazing nurses. Like, because you out there back in 1995, 96, you know, you you didn't have a heck of a lot. You had to do what you had to do with what you had. Yep. Um, we delivered a baby on a porch with chickens running around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had, there was a major car accident. We had a multi-casualty with one ambulance. I, my job was to drive the ambulance every day to keep the battery going and do the mail run. Yeah, wow. And, oh, and chase the kangaroos off the runway when the plane landed. Oh, yep, yep. That was that was always, was, for the Kiwi nurse, that was a bit of a giggle. <laughs> I'm yep. chasing the kangaroos like um yeah it was it was interesting the dinosaur museum which is a very if anyone ever gets out to out western richmond now the dinosaur museum is amazing when i was there it was a tin shed and you didn't go during the day because it was too hot um but yeah it's an amazing place if you're into fossils or your kids are into fossils go to richmond it's it's fabulous yeah and uh yeah the nurses quarters were for an interest because i'd lived in nurses quarters before and for those of us who remember the days of nurses quarters um yeah there was i was fairly young in those days too so there were there were a few parties <laughs> but it was, you it was to be social well you had to be and this is a, this is actually something for people who are considering to go rural you are part of that community and you have to be aware that that community that's their life and you have to be aware that you are now part of the community because you are there and they will not like it if you come across as too bossy to you know like you need to do it this way you've got to realize that sometimes yes you probably have to do things a b and c and d but sometimes there aren't those things available so you have to look at being a bit more situationally aware i think the word would probably be yeah. especially out yeah. west yeah, so, so i loved it out there and then I moved back because my contract came up and I came back to Townsville and got into anaesthetics and I don't know why. <laughs> I loved it. Anaesthetics is great. Um, yeah, and then I was working when the Black Hawk helicopter crash happened and that was one of the scariest times of my career because my boyfriend and our husband at the time was on that exercise. Um, and that was an interesting because in those days Townsville was a... Oh, it was the Townsville General Hospital, very small. Well, not very small, but it was a lot smaller than what it is now. And everybody just got in and did what they had to do. And that's yep. that's the interesting thing, I think, with nursing when you have a pandemic or a crisis or something like that. We all, you know, tr tend to head down, butt up and get on with it. Yep. Yeah, so. Default well, back to that clinical, yes. what you're familiar with. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's why and we joined nursing in the first place. <laughs> yes. Yes, I should have married for money. <laughs> <laughs> but I I think for me, the highlights of my career have not always been nurses tend to sit around and talk about the worst cases they've ever done, you know, like oh I did this, like the Black Hawk disaster is always one, the Adamoana disaster in New Zealand is one. Um you know, Port Arthur, I would assume, would be one that, you know, you, would, you wouldn't, you would these are the things that, that stick in your mind. 
but also when you do rural nursing, it's the funny things that happen. Yep. And and you sort of, I remember one night shift I was on and a guy came in and, oh, my God, the smell. You could smell it. And they go pick hunting out, out west. And his mate has cha had chainsawed his arm, um, cutting the <laughs> We were sitting there like this. But the nurse who I was working with, her and I, like, <laughs> and I've got a pretty strong stomach. But it was, and those sorts of things, the funny things. Um, the sheep getting loose in the nurses' quarters out of Richmond. I mean, that was just, <laughs> <laughs> and a bunch of, you know, and there's three Kiwi, because there were three of us who were Kiwis running around trying to get the, the sheep, and the Aussie, the Aussie nurse sitting there going, you guys are mad. <laughs> So those sorts of things. And whilst, you know, the big plane crashes and things like that that you, you do in your in your career sort of stick with you, I think I think also the things that stick with you are the the times that you actually bond with people and make those friendships and make those connections. And I don't know if it's just a nursing thing because I've never done anything else, but we all seem to you can smell a nurse. <laughs> when you're and a, they when can you're smell social, you. Yeah, well, that's it. When you're in a social situation. I was in Italy a few years ago with a friend of mine. We were out at dinner on a tour. And I started talking to these two women. And one of them said to me, are you a nurse? And I'm like, yes, we hadn't said anything medical. And they were nurses. So we, it was just, it was, you, you sort of, I don't know if we extract lithium or what it is. But, you know, we, <laughs> attract each other so yes I, I think that's you know I could waffle on about well, I waffle on very easily I could waffle on about you know all the traumas and that that I've done in anesthetics but they aren't the ones that stick out the most for me the ones that stick out the most for me are the things where I actually felt I made the difference like Palm Island yeah you know yep. that that place I, I would happily go back to Palm Island yeah yep. yeah yeah so if you had to pick one, what would be your most, like, do you think Palm would be your most fond memory? Oh, it's a toss-up. It's a toss-up between <laughs> Richmond and Palm. Richmond was a fair few years ago. <laughs> I was young I, I, and more flexible. <laughs> and didn't, it didn't creak when I moved as much. <laughs> It's a story in that, I'm yeah, sure. That, 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 that's, that's a totally different podcast. <laughs> um, Palm Island, I think my experience um, in Richmond, I was probably a little, not naive, but not as worldly as what I am. Worldly, that makes me sound very wise, doesn't I? Worldly. Um, not as experienced as I am now. And I think that Palm would went out over Richmond because of that, because I had that experience to back my knowledge up. Yep. But also because the people on Palm were just so welcoming. And this was a time that was very, very stressful for them because, you know, as everybody knows, the, the pandemic's been horrendous for everybody, but Palm Island's quite an isolated community, yep. but there's a lot of transient people coming in and out. And there were a lot of very scared, elderly, vulnerable people on that island. And I think that that was the bit that made me go, wow, we can actually make a difference here. Yes. We can help. We can really help. Yes. And not do the whole saviour thing, we've come to save you, but work with the community. Yes. And I think that was what, for me, that was the best part. Because when I went out and did the 
testing, I had one of the aunties come out with me and it was just amazing. And she said, oh, come on, I'll show you where I grew up. And it was just, yeah, it was just beautiful. It was yeah. beautiful. I yeah. smile when I think of Palm Island. Yeah. Yeah, and interesting, you know, a lot of people would know of the the Palm Island riots. Yeah. Um, and that does seem to be something in a lot of communities that people sort of are a bit hesitant to go and fearful yeah. of going. Um, and I, I got, you know, I've spoken to a lot of people who were part of that COVID response and they all mm. say the same thing, that they had such a good time and they really enjoyed the experience that I think sometimes you've got to just... Um, experience it as it is and not mm. come with that bias because yeah. you can you can put blinkers on and not not enjoy it yeah and yeah. and I mean I don't think it's for everybody I think rural nursing is actually something that not every nurse will be able to do but yeah. those of those of us that can do it you'll love it <laughs> you'll <laughs> absolutely love it and rural nurses can easily transition to uh like big centres, but there is always that little thing there that calls you back. Yeah, it really is. So yeah, I don't know if it's because I grew up in a small town um, in New Zealand, but I don't. I'm not a fan of cities. I've worked at Liverpool and Sydney, and I, look, I had a great time at Liverpool. And that was I did more gunshot wounds there in three years than I did the entire twenty years in anaesthetics in Townsville. Yeah, wow. Palm Island, while we did, whilst we didn't have the big traumas or anything, it was really busy and it kept me busy. And I'd go to bed and I felt like I'd actually achieved something at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. Very cool. So and when you're out in... Sorry, go on. <laughs> and the beaches are wonderful. <laughs> the beaches are wonderful. I, I agree. Totally agree. There's, there's hardly a, a bad sunset at Palm Island. No, I didn't see one. <laughs> Even it poured with rain that day. <laughs> Bucketed down. It was yep. still beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So what? Um, you know, you you grew up in a rural area, so this mm. might be something that others would discuss with you, not necessarily yourself. What would be some of the mm. things that you miss, or that people may miss when they're working out in these remote areas? Um. Well, nowadays it'd be the internet. <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes sometimes service can be patchy in these rural areas. Yeah. Um. I think the who do I ring for such and such would be something that, you know, um, it's looking at with uh, nursing. Like if, and sometimes you only have a GP that is available and they're not always available, available. So you have to make those clinical decisions there and then, and you've got to be comfortable. But if you've got a teamwork, oh God, the dogs, if you've got any way, shape or form that you aren't comfortable um, with making decisions, then you have to ensure that you have a good support service. So you've got to have those, you've got to have your partners in crime, that I used to call my, my fellow nurses, the partners yep. in crime. And you've got to be honest when you don't know something because rural people can smell a BS artist a mile away. Yeah, true. And if you don't know, be honest. Yep. Yeah, yep. That's, yeah, that's probably the... From coming from a rural setting, they, they really can. Any country, Kiwi country girls can can know when you're when you're fibbing. Yep. And when you're trying when you're trying to flub your way through something, just just be honest and say, listen, I don't know. 
we will find someone and work with your team. And that's why I think working in a smaller rural area is the teamwork. It's where nursing used to be. Like you yep. used to work in those teams. You used to be the ones that, you know, you, you had you had so-and-so who was an expert in this and, you know, I was an expert in airways and, you know, that sort of thing. And you could all work together and it's working as a collaborative effect without having the, I'm the only one that knows how to do that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And working with, with your strengths, you know, knowing yeah. your strengths and your weaknesses and, and working within those as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think um, I think as well. One thing is the the TEMSU, the Tele Emergency Medical Support Unit yes. that's around now, yeah. um, is something that you know we all wish we had back in the day. Oh, back and in the day, yeah. yeah. You know, like they're they're there, they're twenty four hours, seven days a week. You mm. can ask all the dumb questions. So yeah. if you if you don't have, you know, if you don't have a team around you, because in some of these areas you don't always have. The, the liberty of a team, um, you know, particularly after hours and those kinds of yeah. things. So, you know, using your Temsu and using those networks is, is yeah, absolutely. That's that's how we, we all manage. Yeah, we, we didn't have that in Richmond when I was out there. It was, um, yeah, in fact, actually the phones sometimes didn't work because if there was a big storm, the lights would be down. But, you know, things, things have progressed so quickly in health and in nursing. And we're very fortunate now. Australia, coming from a different country, and I know Australians know you've got a big country, but I don't think you guys realise how big you've actually got a country. The vastness of this country yeah. is amazing. And yeah. if anyone's ever driven around the country, you'll go, oh, right, yeah, it's pretty big, isn't it? Um, and it's the isolated pockets of the communities, I think, in the country, which is really interesting to see. It's not like there's you drive and every 15 minutes you've got you know, 500 people. It's not like that. You can drive for three or four days and then you get a pocket of seven people. Yeah. You know, you drive. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it. And Australians are pretty welcoming people, except for when we beat you in the rugby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Forget it in. I, I was wondering it. when you were going to throw that in. <laughs> oh, mind you, we lost to Ireland the other day, so I just don't want to talk I about know. that. <laughs> um, but it's it's interesting. I've I've always loved how opening most people are, even when you go out, like out on a remote area, and you're looking after somebody who's very rarely sees anyone. We had a gentleman, and we had to do his ulcer dressings, and he lived alone. He had, oh, I think, 16 dogs. I'm not too sure how many were in there. I think there may have been more. And he didn't see many people except for us. Once a week, we'd go and do his dressings. And he didn't say much, but he was a night, like, you could tell he was grateful for it. Yeah. And it, it's, yeah, it's those sorts of people, I think, that stick with me. Palm Island, being offered that beer in that day, that, that just that <laughs> cracked me up. <laughs> I did not have the beer. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to state <laughs> just for full like, disclosure. <laughs> full disclosure. I did not have the beer. <laughs> as tempting as it was. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so, some of these areas are, you know, we've talked about how rewarding they are, but also yeah. they can be really challenging professionally yeah. and personally. So how how do you look after yourself? How do you look after your own oh. mental health? Well, I think that's something that 
probably most of us struggle with the mental health side of it looking self-care nurses are often not very good at yep and I know I'm one that's not very good at that because you you spend your whole day taking care of everybody else and you forget about the person that's you know looking at you in the mirror sometimes for me at when I went out at Richmond there was I was newly dating Rick and you know we had phone conversations and that but it was sort of a, it was a new relationship on Palm Island Rick and I it was wonderful yeah obviously we'd be married for a very long time before, after that um we you know would talk on the phone and things like that but when it comes to mental health I've I've only just started to realize that I needed to start taking care of myself and that's taken me a very long time to realize that and probably in the last three or four months I've gone oh I wasn't very happy and um I've started painting I'm not very good (laughs) and and um the lady who did one lesson with me said I have an abstract look at the (laughs) in other words my waves don't really look like waves (laughs) that's okay but it's interesting it's, it's because every, yeah, every paint art is subjective. Um, every painting I've done so far is either the waves or the oceans. So I think I'm gonna have to branch out and do something else. But I think <laughs> I think for looking after yourself, that that's it's the realization that I actually had to do something because I wasn't liking what I was what I was sounding like to myself, like you know, snapping at the kids or you know, sort of like that sort of thing. Yeah. And it is because this last two years especially, and everybody in healthcare will tell you this, whether you're a nurse or a um, support services worker or, you know, you hand out the meals, you're a doctor, the last two years have been really tough on us and we have to give ourselves a bit of a break. Um, I think being aware of what brings you your bliss would be a good thing and um, whether or not you know, some people do this weird thing called exercise. I've never heard of it, but, you know. <laughs> Madness. Yeah, pa- apparently they like it. Don't know why. Um, so if it's if it's exercise is your bliss, then, you know, make time for yourself because we're so busy taking care of everyone else. Um, we go to work, we do it for 8, 10, 12 hours. We come home, we do it for another, you know, however many hours. And then you sit down, you go to bed, then you get up in the morning and you start, you know, r- rinse and repeat sort of thing. And until you can stop and go, wait, I need to have some decompression time, that, is, that can be really bad if you don't recognise that. And I, was get, and I have to be honest, I was actually getting to that point. Yep. So for me, I found what my bliss is. It's bad painting. Um, <laughs> funnily enough, it's not the exercise. <laughs> um, and you know what? If, if it's watching bad reality tv shows that makes you laugh and makes you feel better do that you know do something that makes you photography um clay my i've got my one of my dearest friends is, is a nurse um in western in southwest oh no not southwest and she lives in dubbo um oh, yeah. and it's like they've they've had it really tough over the last two years and she's a ceramic artist as well and some of her pieces are just beautiful and that's what she does she's she's the one that said to me you need to find your bliss yeah and yeah so that's probably my only advice for everybody because I'm really good at giving advice (laughs) is just remember that you know you can't it's like being a jug yeah if you tip out the jug you're the jug 
well, I'm the jug. If you tip out all the water and leave it in the sun, the jug's going to crack. You've got to keep filling the jug up. That doesn't mean that, you know, you're being selfish. And this is something which a lot of us sort of tend to, oh, we can't take time out for ourselves because it's being selfish. It's not because it's being self-healing. Yeah. We, have, we have to look after ourselves because if we saw another patient or another colleague that was wearing themselves out and pushing themselves to the end and we didn't say anything, you know, that would be bad too. Mm. Recognise when others are going through a tough time. And don't think, oh, well, I had to go through it, so you should as well, because that's that's not what we got into nursing for. No, that's right. That's right. Mm. Yeah, and I think um, we're, we're often good at giving the advice, Yeah, you know, oh, yes. for, for our patients and for our colleagues <laughs> and our family yep. and yep. everyone, you know, but but really taking that own advice for ourselves. And I think I think um, it's a good change of language to make it about mm. self-healing, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. There's, no, there's no guilt in self-healing, yeah. I remember when I, yeah, when I first started nursing, you know, you never, you, you know, if you took time off, oh my goodness, what, what were you thinking? Mm. You know, and it's, and now, especially, you know, we're all very short staffed. Everybody, you know, everybody seems to be coming down with COVID except for me. Who who have I got a lick to get to a week off work? (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) I just want a week. (laughs) But you know, we're all, we're all very good at, you know, getting, we've got to get it done. We've got to get it done. We've got to get it done. And then you hit the wall. And then if you don't give yourself that break before you hit that wall, after you hit that wall, you're not going to be any use to anybody. And it's going to take longer to get back from that. Yeah. Yeah. God, I sound so wise. So wise. So wise. (laughs) Speaking of wise, what would be your top three tips if someone's thinking of joining the rural or remote workforce yep. what would be your advice to them research where you're going yeah don't just take someone's uh, word for it like palm island i'll use palm island as an example <laughs> um if i hadn't uh if i'd just gone off of what i knew about palm island i would never have gone there yep. you know um absolutely terrifying place oh my god well it was the most beautiful beautiful island with the most beautiful people in there so research where you're going Know where it is on the map because that was my big thing with Richmond. I had no idea. (laughs) Know where it is. Know what sort of community you're going to. Um, Part of the research is looking at, you know, how big the hospital is, what sort of support they have, where will you be expected to work. Make sure that your skill set is going to be appropriate for where you're going. Yeah, good advice. Um, Because if you've got a great skill set that's not going to be any use in a rural area, then you're not going to enjoy your time there. Yeah. Um, So that's number one. What's number two? Um, Be aware it's going to be a challenge. Like, you know, it's not going to be cruisy at all. You know, it's going to be a challenge. You're going to have times where you will doubt yourself and use your support network, you know, the the telehealth, the the other staff, um, your family, your friends. Reach out to people and look after your mental health. You know, and my third bit of advice is be part of the community. Yep. That's probably my big thing is don't come in there. Try not to, not say don't, try not to come in there with the whole, I can change the world and save you all and all that, because they might actually be quite happy with how things are. And Mr. Diabetic Ulcer may not want to have a 40 minute lecture on 
how he's got to control his diabetes and all of that because he thinks he's 73 years old and what's a young whippersnipper nurse telling me, you know, what to do about my eating. I can eat what I want when I want. You know, remember you're part of that community. Um, just be, if they invite you to the races, like if <laughs> the Winton races, I remember going to the Winton races and Smudge and I, that was one of those nurses, hey Smudge, um, we were in the ambulance and they said to us to drive behind the horses. So yep. I said, oh, okay, I can do that. And they took off. Now, Winton is in the middle of Outback, Queensland. It hadn't rained for about five years. The horses took off and there was just dust. And I said to Smudge, I can't see anything. And she goes, drive slowly then. <laughs> you know, so those sorts of things, you know, be aware that you're going to be that. The RFDS um, balls that they have. You know, go to those sorts of things. Be part, you know, join the um, ladies crocheting circle at the um, Country Women's Association because I tell you what, some of those ladies can cook because if you if you want some feed, you go to those meetings. That's where you go to the songs, ladies. There's the tip. There's the tip. So, yeah, just be part of the community and be, be aware. You may actually want to stay there. Just be be aware that that may little that little thing may creep up on you, and you might go, "Oh, this is actually a really good spot to stay." Yeah, yeah. So there Very you go. There's cool. my three points. That's <laughs> was perfect. that three or was that five? I was, oh, I, was... I don't know, Tiggy. You're so wise and have all <laughs> I'm this so advice. Wise. I'm so wise, and I'm an artiste. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm so not an artiste. <laughs> Well, look, thank you for your time. Um, I've All really right. enjoyed chatting with you, Tiki. It's always a pleasure having a yarn with I've you. Missed, I've missed talking to you. <laughs> well, hopefully oh. we'll get to talk again soon. Yes, hopefully soon. Well, you, yeah, look after yourself and everybody look after yourselves too, yeah. okay? Yeah. yeah. So, Good plan. You, yeah. All right. We'll see you later. Okay. See ya. Bye. this has sparked your interest and you'd like some more information about this episode or perhaps how to take the leap and explore rural and remote nursing you can contact me and check out my website anurseoutwear.com.au or follow me on facebook and instagram by searching for a nurse outwear remember like subscribe and share them with your friends <laughs>